0: welcome to chasing the upside conversations about living the fpl life today we have fpl veteran and host of scoutcast andy north archer explores how to actually enjoy this game of ours what success looks like in fpl and the best piece of fpl advice he has ever been given andy north welcome to chasing upside how are you i'm not too bad mate thank you thank you so much for having me on absolute pleasure no it's uh the pleasure is all mine we just had a quick chat before rolling um and your tesco shop is done it's the the baskets are full so we're, we're good to go we're good to go
1: we are priorities mate i had to get that done had Absolutely. to make sure my kids were fed for the week and then i can jump on and have a bit of fun with you
0: you you mean to say that your kids being fed are more important than chatting rubbish um Aww. about fpr
1: yeah way. no yeah exactly i didn't say fpl chatting rubbish about fpl maybe but yeah fpl is still it's still to be seen we'll see
0: oh well maybe we'll, we'll come to that later on yeah actually. um so yeah good place to start uh, the, the the place i like to start with all these conversations is your origin story for for fpl so wh- where's a good place to start
1: well well if you look at my history i mean the history doesn't actually go back far enough for how long i've been playing so I think I've been playing since I was about 16, 17, and I'm 34 now, so a good 17-odd years. Um, And I started playing in sixth form. I wasn't massively into football when I was little, so uh, at sixth form all my mates were really into it. We started playing FPL, and it was great. I I can really vividly remember bringing in Stuart Downing after he got a brace for Middlesbrough. And my mate went, well, he's got his brace now, so why are you bringing him in? And something clicked in my head like, Oh, there might be more to this than I thought there was. I thought you just brought in players after they did well, and then obviously did did fairly well. And like you know, I I was alright. I think, think I've had a overall rank under like two hundred k since I've been playing, something like that. Um, and I, I just kind of did okay, and then you know, obviously I did quite well and joined Twitter after all that. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's just good fun. It just adds to the game for me, and that's why I've been doing it for so long. I think
0: yeah a question i was going to ask a bit later possibly is is but i'll bring it forward because you 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 mentioned that is what what does what does you know bring bring you back year after year to the
1: game (laughs) anything competitive with me like i love all the competitive side of things and and it's stuff that you can delve into in such great detail or if you want to but you can also just play without any knowledge if you wanted to as well and I've, you know, I'm massively into my fantasy NFL as well. So I love NFL fantasy. And it's just that kind of, like I said, when you start delving into it, you start finding podcasts that are awesome, and you start finding websites, and you start finding YouTube streams. And as soon as you stumble onto something that you think nobody else has found, it just becomes fascinating. And, and I love that side of things. I'm not a massive statty guy. I'm really into narratives if I'm honest like I love that I love that kind of stuff and and I just I just think that's that's what's kind of kept me going every year and you get the summer and you think right I want the rest you give it a couple of weeks and you're like no I want I want I've got the itch now I, I'm, I want to get back into it and and it happens every season It happens every single season and by the time it gets to you know August time you're raring to go.
0: I think that's that's a key point for me is i mean i haven't been doing fpl too long my my um fantasy sort of um origin story i suppose it was more in the sun dream team with mates um for and we and we've done that for years but an fpl was more of a recent thing but one thing that i absolutely love about it is the dynamic nature of it is that you yes it's about the picking the team but then it's about the like as you said the narratives the the, during the week and um is he injured or, you know is there going to be leaks all these things all like the drama that goes into it um yeah. is yeah is completely fascinating and and totally um addictive which again we might speak about later
1: yeah big um, time. and I, I like you just said as well there by the way i do love the fact that there is a inner sanctum of people that take this incredibly seriously and obviously i'm one of them and the people that just play this for fun have no idea the levels of drama that goes on throughout a week before deadline. Like like you said, leaks have just gone on to a whole nother level now. And it's yeah. it's unbelievable the stress they can cause when other people are just happily going about making their transfers on a Saturday before their teams have even finished playing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But and then and then if it's not leaks, it'll be something else in a couple of weeks or, you know, some some other big drama um, yeah. that that a tiny, tiny percentage of the, you know, the FPL players give a shit about. <laughs>
1: yeah i know i know it literally is like one percent <laughs> mental
0: um so i don't i don't want to be i don't want to bring up something that's still a bit raw andy but i'm oh. in, i'm exactly in your boat so we can we can this can be like a joint counseling session because um, i've got a worse rank than you this season so there we go i dropped to four million over sunday saturday i was like oh this is this is turning into a good game week sunday i don't even know what happened i was like oh i got a return there return there checked my um uh you know live fpl and i was like down to four million, and and i just couldn't believe what happened but and you were kind of in, in the same spot so if it's not too um uncomfortable for you so sunday the scenario is sunday evening comes all the all the matches are gone you're in you're in potential free fall you've got red another red arrow yeah take take us into your mind for that for that for you know 6 p.m half six to half eight what's your
1: mind doing (laughs) well my mind is doing something very different to what it was doing maybe three years ago Ah, um (laughs) i i am not gonna lie i can remember it was about three years ago you know the john lundstrom season where he was unbelievable yeah there was one week it was it was i think it was the first year i joined twitter And I was in a group chat and everybody really cared about FPL. And, you know, they really wanted to prove that they were really good at this game. And I had benched Lundström. I'd had him from the start. I was one of the only people that actually had him from the start. And I benched him for uh, Otamendi, right? Otamendi didn't play. Lundström got two goals, 21 points. He was sat on my bench. And I thought, "Well, that's all right, because Otamendi isn't playing. And Otamendi came on to shore up up a 1-0 win for City against something like Sunderland and got one point and I can remember looking at my phone <laughs> throwing my phone at my sofa and was just like right I'm done I'm, I, this is I'm literally done and I the next morning I thought to myself what are you doing like what come up you're doing this to enjoy it and you're not enjoying it and I think I've kind of taken weirdly I'm doing more but I've taken a step back emotionally if that makes sense just to kind of think this is it's literally just a game like whatever happens happens and i'm just happy playing the game and that's massively changed for me but what i also think especially this early in the season there's such a small margin of points between three million and one million for instance like seb who i do scoutcast with he's 1.6 million i think it is he's only 19 points ahead of me and i'm three mil like that's one good game week and that's all i keep thinking at the moment and just keep thinking as long as you make good moves and you're making sensible, smart moves for the long term, things will work out for you. And it's it's just been a, a tough start to the season. But as, I think as long as you always have a level head and just think they're not bad moves I'm making, then you can't go too far wrong.
0: Yeah, it does seem, I mean, the whole point of these conversations are hopefully people are going to be tuning in in six months a year and they're, they're still relevant to FPL. And, and, and this will be relevant to FPL. To FPL. In, in an evergreen way because i'm looking at my team it's a reasonably templated team i'm looking at my team i'm thinking now i might be wildcarding soon but it's it's not in dire straits at all yeah. which is so strange because and i and, and i've never had this before where um there's been because usually it's so clear because of various reasons that you need to wildcard or you need to completely change up or give up the game one of the two um yeah. and, and it's just not like that which, which is a really odd sort of situation to be in. I don't know if you
1: found. Yeah, that. and I, I like you were saying there just a minute ago about how on Saturday your team was doing okay and mine was the same. I so I was one point nine million to start and I went up to eight hundred k after Saturday and then dropped down a three mil after Sunday. And if anything, to me that just shows just how bunched up everything is and how quick the gains can be as well. So I I, I felt okay after that. It's just. I I do agree with you where I'm looking at my team and thinking so many of those players I'm quite happy to hold but I have also invested a little bit too heavily in teams that I wasn't sure going into the season if that makes sense. So for instance, I I had triple Chelsea until last week and that has not gone well. Double United who, although I'm a United fan, it's tough to say every week they're going to do well and when you start looking at your team like that and thinking actually, yeah, there are a few things that maybe I would change.
0: Has that potentially changed the way you're going to pick your team next year? Because I think a lot of people, when I saw some teams where people have sort of had nine players from three teams because they were so sure about, you know, tripling up. Um, And I think that seemingly, yes, you can, you you might have a good idea about the teams, but you just never know how a team's going to start, do you? And you're putting so many eggs in one basket. Um, so sort of fast forwarding potentially when you put your team together for next season, is that something you're going to think about, you know, not going triple or, or double
1: or, or do, does it totally depend? Uh, no, not at all. No, literally. Cause it's a, cause it's a completely different situation again. Mm-hmm. This time, obviously it hasn't worked out next time. It could be absolute gold. Like mm-hmm. you look at the people that maybe um, had Spurs double up to start the season they weren't sure what they would be like, but they thought they'd take the gamble. Look what happened. They've obviously done very well. If they had like a Mavis and a Son and a dockey maybe from the start, which some people did. Um, if people did take that jump on Alvarez really quickly and said, no, do you know what? I'm happy to own two Man City strikers. They've obviously were reaping the rewards for quite a while there. So actually I think it's, again, looking back at what I've done before, I'll just always take those shots. I feel like those shots are there to be taken and, I can't say oh that one didn't work out so the next one's not going to work out. I'll always think no that one didn't work out but I'm still going to go for it the next time because that is how you make those big games as well. It does hurt when it doesn't go right but you've obviously got to take those shots I think.
0: Yeah, so would you say since um I'm going to call it um throwing your phone against the uh, <laughs> the sofa gate um yeah. since since that that fateful day um have you and you've become slightly more laid back about it about has your decision making process changed because of that are you more liable to take those shots to be more aggressive because you know it's that's what it's all about isn't it rather than thinking a bit playing scared essentially which I suppose you can do if you care about it too much
1: yeah a little bit I think it's weird I'm not aggressive in terms of hit taking like I'm not aggressive in terms of saying I think this is definitely gonna happen. So I'm gonna go balls to the wall to do it, especially in one game week. I I tend to be more aggressive in terms of like, for instance, I've got triple city attack at the moment. I'm quite happy to do something like that. If I feel like I'm gonna be getting the minutes out of them and things like that. A lot of people say I'm quite a template manager. If you look at my template uh, rating on on a lot of those things, you'd see that I'm fairly high, but that's because I don't tend to let that affect me either. Um, you know I don't think oh this guy's template so I won't get him if I feel like I need somebody and I feel like they're going to get me points continuously over the next couple of weeks I'll get them Um, but yeah I think I'm a little bit more I'd say it a few times on, on Scoutcast actually like one of my philosophies is kiss which is keep it simple stupid and it's if something seems simple and it makes sense it probably is your best move so yeah I do try and stick to that most weeks if I can as well
0: it's funny you said kiss because i um i had a chat with alex michelle from um the twitter community um yeah. and his um which you, and the, you're going to get the same question later but the best piece of fpl advice was kiss so and i don't yeah. know where he where he got it he might have even got it from Scoutcast. who knows <laughs> um I don't, you never know you never know so yeah it's yeah. obviously uh uh yeah wise words wise words yeah. um so w- have you have you pinpoint so your best ever season that you had, your best ever game week, um game game rank? Um, mm-hmm. What year was it, do you know? And can you kind of pinpoint why it went so well? Um why are you smiling so much? <laughs> uh,
1: because I know exactly. Uh, so it was the year before I joined Twitter. Oh, oh so, perfect timing yeah, yeah, exactly. So I finished fifteen k. Wow. Uh, and that's my best one that I've had. I, I'm not an upper 10k kind of manager i'm not I, I don't tend to be uh so 15k i finished before i joined twitter but the year before that was 30k so I'd, I'd done relatively well and that's what made me think right i i want to join twitter i want to see what it's all about and i dropped like a stone because i genuinely thought everybody on twitter was so much better than i was and i was trying to listen to all of their advice i thought they all knew exactly what they were talking about and i just followed too much of what I saw and stopped listening to myself and I think that's where now I've taken that step back again and just gone no make your good decisions make what you know is a good decision and and that's what's helped me so now you know last couple of seasons it's always been within top 50k again so yeah that it funnily enough like I said the uh the season I've had was just before I I joined the community that I'm a massive part of now
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's interesting though isn't it because you obviously had your own way of playing and you weren't getting in your own head and then you had too much information basically
1: basically i mean there are differences obviously you know the game has changed an awful lot there's a lot more people playing and content has gone crazy now as well but um yeah i do it is something that i talk about a fair bit in terms of there is too much information out there sometimes
0: what do you mean by that as in because it can cloud your judgment you mean
1: yeah, because it can cloud your judgment and you can listen to too many different things, I think, sometimes. And it kind of gets you a bit twisted and gets you thinking about your decisions a bit too much. Whereas, like I was just saying there, sometimes keeping it simple is literally the best thing you can do. If you've got a weak point in your team, there's a good player to replace them with. Sometimes that's just the best thing you can do. And you can literally do that at the beginning of the week sometimes. But obviously you wait all week and before you make that move, everything's going through your head. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're sort of getting it in this
0: week as well, in, in the most seemingly boring double game week of all time. Um, but yet that's the narrative at the moment, is it? You know, are you are you bringing in Morris or are you captaining Morris? All, you know, all these things. And and I was, and this is a perfect example. I was so, we're, we're recording on a Wednesday. And on the, mm-hmm. the Monday, I was just so sure what I was going to do. And I wasn't going anywhere near the double game week. <laughs> at all yet. <laughs> you just you so it's
1: like a drip feed effect, isn't it? Oh yes. Um
0: and uh and now I'm I'm sort of on the fence about it. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah it's, it's tough. I mean when you see those double game weeks in the horizon, you think you can say, no, I'm not gonna do it. But until you're in that week and you're looking at the team and you're seeing other teams with those double game week players, it makes a massive difference in that week. And don't get me wrong, I think if you have an easy route to get into Morris, I I genuinely would do that move. I, I would. I think it's a double game week against nice teams. He's a penalty taker. He's the got the best underlying stats of both of those double game week teams. I completely get the move. I wouldn't want to keep him afterwards, but I do get it. And I, it's sometimes it's again like I was saying before. It's a shot you have just got to take sometimes.
0: Okay. So this this is why this is why it's fascinating because a couple of minutes ago you said go through your team remove the weak points keep it simple stupid right <laughs> so and it's not about my team but relating this to my team it's a decision that lots of people would have because the, the obvious thing in my team is a weak point is chill well and i've only got one free mm-hmm. transfer so then you think right well let's keep it simple stupid let's just get rid of Chilwell and 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 then you think yeah but there's a double game week and there's morris and then it's a bit, then then you yeah, start yeah. going in circles then you say
1: so but who's uh, who's your strikers then
0: um i've got alvarez and i've got um Haaland, obviously yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's where it's, it's tough i guess yeah yeah um so we'll, we'll see We're, it, as i said it's not about my team but it's just that that dynamic isn't it all the time over and over again during the season yeah definitely that pulls you in too um, so with with so many um especially over the last 17 years you i mean you you really have seen the growth and growth and growth of of not just the content but of course the players as well um and traditionally it was always sort of the, the top 10k wasn't it which was the holy holy grail but what do you think success looks like now in 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 FBL? is there a number or is it a bit more nuanced than that
1: ah oh, it's so different every season and obviously for me, this is going to sound so cheesy, but if you're enjoying it, mm. that is the biggest success you can get from it. If you're enjoying it, if you've made friends doing it, if you can talk you know, at work about FPL, I love that. Now, I, I'm, I, I'm a teacher and I, I moved school about three years ago and we've had two years worth of doing FPL with some of the guys that work there. And it's, you know we talk about it all the time. And for me, that is success. That's awesome that you get to do that. I think if you were a really low rank at any point, and you managed to climb up and you managed to maybe hit a target you were trying to get to, that's a good success, you know, successful thing that you managed to do. But I think if you were trying to put a number on it before the season's even started, I think now, if you can finish top 100 K, I genuinely think you've done very well. If you can consistently finish top 100 K, I would say you were a very good manager. I would say that you are somebody that can plan well that can look at fixtures, can look at form, can and put all of it together and make sure you have a good finish. And I think, like I said, if you can do two, three seasons in a row finishing top 100K, I th- I'd say you're up there as a very, very good manager, personally.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that's quite a nice way to look at it. My favourite part there was the having fun part, because I think all the... All the ups and downs, and the um, like, the disappointment and the frustration of taking a player out, and then he bangs. Obviously, um, is <laughs> nothing of that really matters as, as long as you're actually enjoying the, the actual game because it is a game, isn't it? That's the thing. It's, yeah. uh, it adds so much. I think. I mean, I'm. I've just this is my first year of doing um, NFL fantasy as well, which is a game changer. Um, and now I'm now I'm finding the red zone on a Sunday night it's just another Ooh. level on top it's just Ooh. the ultimate isn't
1: it it um, oh honestly mate that's, that's that's i'm all about that you wait yeah. till uh find out what dynasty is
0: no no because i won't have a life and i won't have a marriage left and all sorts so i don't <laughs> don't do that to me don't do that to me yeah. but yeah it, and and that's that's what fantasy is an un uh, you know an umbrella term does isn't it? it adds that level of enjoyment to what you already love um so yeah yeah good stuff um so just before we go on to the final two questions, um, something a bit deeper, maybe. What what has FPL um, taught you about life?
1: Um, do you know, what? it's one of those things where I think when I joined Twitter and went into a group to start with, there was uh, a poker player in there, and he was a professional poker player. Uh, FPL differential. He's a lovely bloke, Jonathan, and he. I started really listening to him because a lot of what he used in poker he used to use in fpl and you know a lot of that kind of meditation he used to talk about an awful lot because obviously if you go on tilt in poker it's the worst thing ever and you're not making decisions based on logic you're making them based, but you're making them based on emotion and he used to do that about fpl all the time you know don't ditch a player straight away because you're angry on that t- at that time use your logic take your time and I actually find I now have started doing that in real life a little bit as well. You know, don't make your decisions based on emotion, take your time, use your logic and just calm down. And I feel like as soon as you start applying that from FPL to any kind of situation, you're actually making better decisions in your everyday life all the time. And people maybe don't realize how much they make decisions based on emotions and how they feel about things. And actually a lot of the time not all the time but a lot of the time they're bad decisions because you're just acting off that so I think that's something massive that I've taken from FPL that kind of you know decision making ability has kind of improved quite a lot for me I would say don't always make the right decision by the way but it does help a little bit I would say
0: have you taken anything from FPL the the learnings in FPL to the classroom for your kids
1: <laughs> um <laughs> Not massively because of the age I teach. So they're, I teach you only... never too young. Never too young. No, that's true. I teach seven or eight-year-olds. So if I think if I was just a little bit older, I have done like leagues before where you, yeah. you go up against each other. I do a thread at the beginning of every year where I ask my class for advice for the FPL community. That's yeah. always gold. That's really good. So if you haven't read if you haven't read any of those to uh, yeah. try and search for them because they are quite funny. But um I mean kids are brilliant, aren't they? But no, not not so much yet. I, I have been tempted to drop a few uh well-known fpl sayings in the parents evenings or reports like uh wow. oh hasn't really performed but he's due he's due a good result or something like that and i thought i can't i don't think i could do it because some of them do know what i do so oh, <laughs> i thought that maybe so a bit, yeah yeah you yeah. could
0: talk about the kids underlying numbers
1: exactly yeah that's so good,
0: isn't
1: it? yeah the outcome's disappointing but the underlying numbers are there yeah
0: yeah so uh let's I'd always the the intention of these conversations is always about a celebration of FPL the good the good and the bad and the ugly um but in keeping with you know being nice and positive about the game and as i said a celebration what is your favorite FPL moment of all time
1: um i'm going to i'm going to cheat a little bit yeah if that's okay because i've got two and they're very very different so one of them and it's you know when a moment is really good that you can remember exactly where it happened exactly where you were and i used to play skittles on a thursday night and i can remember i triple captained alexi sanchez and we'd walked into the pub and they had it on on the screen and he just scored his second goal in the in the second game of the game week So he was at a double game week. So that was four goals in total he got me. So he got me 75 points as my triple captain. And my whole team got like 185 points that week or something like that. And I can just really remember it because I can just remember the white sea around him and triple captain hadn't been around that long. And I can just remember thinking, God, this is lovely. And I I can really remember that. And that's probably one of my biggest moments. So I've still got that screenshot and I still you know love it. And the, (laughs) the other one is when... I was in like sixth form. So I was about like 17, 18. I'd only just started playing. And I can remember looking at my team. Tevez was at West Ham and I was looking at it and I brought him in. But then I also had to do another move to enable me to bring him in. And I looked for a while at who to bring in and I brought in Shabandi Nonda from Blackburn. Right. And I can remember watching Soccer Saturday and he scored and I went absolutely Mm -hmm. mental. My dad was like, why are you getting so excited about Shabandi Nonda? I've never even heard of him. And I thought, this is what FPL is. Like, this is what it is. Getting that excited about a player that hardly anybody's heard of. Even now, people are like, who's Shabandi Nonda? But I can remember buying him. He only got me six points, but I love the fact that he scored. Tevez also got a brace as well. But it was the fact that my differential that I brought in scored to enable tevez i was just so excited and the fact nobody else really got that i thought kind of summed up fpl really
0: oh that is
1: amazing
0: yeah that is that's peak fpl isn't it yeah Yeah, Yeah. big
1: time that's awesome
0: it's funny you should say that um all these memories are so clear and so vivid because Mm. everybody that i've spoken to so far um their favorite fpl moment they know exactly what they were wearing they know exactly what they were they they obviously where they were and and that moment is is incredible um and i've said again it's like when you hear a piece of music it takes you straight back to that time doesn't it yeah, um, because it's definitely. so emotionally engaging so that's
1: um, that's brilliant nonda yeah. and i presume you've got a poster of nonda on your wall no i don't i don't think i knew how to take screenshots back <laughs> so i don't i don't even have the screenshot of the thing but um yeah no i need to as soon as i get my room that i can do my streams in i'll make sure i have a picture of him in the background
0: yeah <laughs> perfect good stuff and um, so finally, um yeah before the last question um thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to have a chat i've had a really really nice chat it's been funny uh, it's been humorous, but also um yeah you passing on your knowledge has been great so um and 17 wow. years worth of knowledge as well that's that's pretty impressive. yeah
1: not sure whether it's 17 years worth of knowledge 17 years of experience maybe experience. but uh yeah exactly but you know something to be learned maybe yeah definitely
0: um so within that 17 years then um what's the best piece of fpl advice
1: you've ever been given so i would say the best piece of advice i've been given and this is from fpl corf who is absolutely awesome in the community he's a lovely bloke um the best piece of advice he gave me and this was three years ago maybe was look at your team straight after the deadline before you've taken in any content and decide what move you want to do there and then then wait a week when all the content you've seen everything and then see how you feel about that that move that you were going to make, because that initial move is probably your gut and your brains and everything else saying that is the one that makes sense. And then you take in all the other content, because otherwise you don't know what your initial uh, kind of gut is saying to do compared to, well, is this what I think or is this what everybody else is telling me to think? And that's really helped. So I do that pretty much every Sunday or Monday. I go this is what I probably want to do and then I look forward to the week knowing full well that is what my brain told me to do at the beginning if that makes sense.
0: That makes perfect sense because you're relying on that um, like you say the the gut the instinct that Mm -hmm. um, but that instinct comes from years and years and years of experience doesn't it? So it comes from a pretty accurate place probably.
1: Yeah and Um, you know I stream two three times every week all that data is and all the fixtures and stuff are in my head i I know they're all there so it's i say gut but what i mean is that kind of like you said underlying knowledge and knowing my next move and it's just making sure it doesn't get mixed up with everybody else's moves
0: Hmm. Hmm. has um just going back to this week then i suppose if you go through that process has that changed because we're sort of halfway through the the week
1: now or or, or was it still up in the air (laughs) <laughs> well uh so my plan move this week and this was from two weeks ago was getting rid of Chilwell and bringing in Botman. I would have loved Trippier but I just can't afford him from Chilwell but obviously since the week's gone on I'm looking at do I do I do Julian Alvarez to Morris do I do I do I do something like that and then because I'm looking at wildcarding next week anyway yeah uh but I think I think I'll probably just get get Botman in to be perfectly honest um but yeah, it's 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 always the same. Your your brain your brain lets you think about it. But I probably will just do that simple move that I have I've had planned for a while.
0: Yeah, just before you go on the subject of wild card, is there over the years has there been commonalities of when you've used that in terms of is there a certain state that your need your team needs to be in, or is it completely situational? But have you noticed some commonalities over the years?
1: Uh, usually, I do it early. Usually right. after three four weeks, I'm like, right, I want to jump on these players. I want to get on these players. Okay. I've left it longer this year, and I've been really patient and doing my wild card. My my team value is is suffered, if I'm honest, and it's harder to get to some of those nice players. But you know, a week's a long time in football, and all of a sudden, those players that everybody wants, they won't want next week. So uh, we've seen that with you know players like Chilwell and Bumo. You know, they they were essential a couple of weeks ago, and now everybody's ditching them. So. Yeah, a week's a long time in football and a long time in politics, isn't it? So we'll um we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I think either early on to get team value or later on when there's some kind of a fixture swing, which we're seeing in eight, nine and 10. So yeah, those are usually the times for me.
0: Brilliant. Well, I've had a fantastic time. Uh, I hope you have too. Um, once again, thank you, Andy. Um, and uh, yeah, have a lovely rest of your evening.